everybody, welcome to Sex Thoughts, a show about tech advice, a short how-to, and why you should care. This is Season 3, Episode 12, or overall, Episode 30. Yes, uh, I'm Jade. I am sometimes the smart one. I'm Art. I'm sometimes the cute one. You're always the cute one. Disclaimer, we are both smart and cute. So, as we hopefully said in last episode, and I'm saying hopefully because neither I or Jade can remember if we actually said it or not. It's been like three weeks, <laughs> you know. This is the second episode of the storage arc. And if you did not know that this was an arc, welcome to the second episode of the storage arc. Today we're covering hard drives, but before that... <laughs> Before that, I have to plug our after show, which takes place on our Instagram at uh, Tech Thoughts Podcast, where we are live every Friday at 8 p.m. ET, uh, barring unforeseen circumstances like us forgetting, which hasn't happened in a while, so it's okay. Also, also for random emergencies, but like it's cool; those don't happen often. Hopefully, or if we're not live, or if you just want to see more of us, uh, you can also feel free to check out our website, which is Jay. Uh, I mean, if we're not live, you should probably go dig us up. But our website <laughs> is techthoughts.gay. Gay rights. And now that we've gotten that out of the way, yes, today's episode is about hard drives. Uh, last episode, we sort of talked about all of the reasons that you might not want to get hard drives and how they're kind of antiquated and slow and old technology. But there are still valid use cases for them. So let's figure out just what kind of spinning rush you should be looking into. Ah, dang, you stole my spinning rush joke. Anyway... <laughs> Hard drives. Let's define them a little bit more. They are referred to as spinning rust, thanks Art, because they contain... <laughs> spinning rust parentheses derogatory. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, they contain non-magnetic disks, which are referred to as platters, but they are coated with a magnetic material. This was once iron oxide, and that's why we say spinning rust. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's not just because they're old and they spin. No, no, that would be too oh, easy. Oh, no, I, I didn't... I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm surprised it's an actual term. I just sort of figured you were being mean no. to the hard drives. No, I would mean, never be mean to the hard drives, also referred to as HDDs, which kind of comes off of being a disk drive, so hard disk drive, mm -hmm. which is similar to like the previous floppy drive designation of FDD, so floppy disk drive. Get it? I didn't know that that... I didn't know that those were still... Oh yeah, no, floppy disk. Yeah, I guess that does make sense. Yeah, right? No, I never I never heard the word drive used in conjunction conjunction with them, I think is is why that confused me. But go on. That's fair. You know, you know how it is being a child. And you know how it is robbing the cradle. Ugh. Go on. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so hard drives are read and written to using a magnetic head on an actuator arm. That like that's it. That's how they work. They're like <laughs> a record player, only they're magnetic and they can write things. That sounds more dangerous for a lot of reasons. Yes! Actually, most of the reasons you can probably think of are concerns. In fact, I'll even bring one up. There is a failure state for hard drives called a head crash, where the read head or the write head will scratch into the platter and, yeah, <laughs> and destroy your data Jeez. that way. Yes, it's, it's a thing. But moving on from catastrophic problems, we want to we wanna tell people that these are good things sometimes, not that they're bad. Mm -hmm. Hard drives are just literally... Drives with hard disks in them. What else could you possibly need to know? Well, for starters, hard drives come in a variety of speeds. Maximum speeds, measured in RPM. Rotations per minute, again, like a record. Yes, this is because those platters are moving. The faster they move, the faster the actuator arm and like the read-write heads can get to things. Makes sense. Okay. Hard drives are most often found in the 5400 to 7200 RPM variants, but there are some that can run up to 10 and 15,000 RPM which are usually reserved for the enterprise space. 
5900 RPM drives also exist, but I think only Seagate makes them right now. Interesting. Yeah, so generally, higher RPM means that the drive is faster. There are some variations, so if you are looking at drives that have the same RPM rating, probably just check out what their specific specs are. Mm -hmm. Higher RPM drives are also potentially louder than lower RPM ones and generate more heat. So keep those things in mind. Presumably the louder is because since it's literally like a moving platter, you would be able to hear it? Yes. No, like, yes, that's literally it. It goes, it whines, and whines. That's kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. Yo, it is. And also terrifying it, at the same time. It is. If you take one apart, like the, uh, <laughs> as a joke, if you take one apart, you can just make like a, like a homemade saw blade, you know? <laughs> but anyway... Uh, do, do not try this at home. Tech Thoughts is not responsible for any personal injury caused by attempting to make a hard drive saw blade. Tech Thoughts specifically recommends you not to open your own hard drives. Anyway, let's move past RPM and saw blades. Another thing that can affect hard drive performance is its cache size. Hard drive cache, also known as the disk buffer, is a temporary space where hard drives can read and write data before it moves to the slower storage or the platters. It's much faster, and it's like similar to the DRAM cache we mentioned in the SSD episode. Go check that out. It can also be used to store data that you're accessing most frequently or like recently, so it can seem a little more responsive. Mm-hmm. So like if you were to launch Google Chrome, we're going to use Chrome. It's the slowest browser I can think of. If you were to launch Google Chrome, it takes a little bit the first time. The second time you try opening it, way faster because it's being oh, cached. Oh, so that's why that happens. Yeah, it's caching. Interesting. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I never really put that together, so that makes sense. Yeah. Generally, with caches, you just want to get as much as you can. So yeah, one more like main thing to be worried about is the way that the data is actually written to your drive. There's been a, a recent uptick in uh, the release of SMR drives. And that is? Right, yes, of course. So first we'll explain CMR. CMR refers to the uh, term conventional magnetic recording, which is basically just how every single hard drive ever has worked since the mid-2000s. Like, data is just put next to each other and does not overlap. So like, you know, mm-hmm. building blocks, whatever. SMR is new. It stands for shingle magnetic recording. Okay. Yeah, so like the data tracks overlap with each other like roof shingles. So we talked about flash memories like multi-cell equivalents last episode. So MLC, Yeah, the bits and the drawers. Yes, perfect. So yeah, literally, if you want to write data to an SMR drive and like there's already data in neighboring tracks, it has to overwrite those as well. So it's slower. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. Yeah. In fact, it can be significantly worse, especially when dealing with RAID setups. Mm -hmm. As a quick aside, RAID is a redundant array of inexpensive disks. It's a way to combine drives into a form that is either faster or more reliable. The modes that are reliable are able to lose a whole disk without losing any data. When you do lose a drive, all you gotta do is replace it, and the RAID array will put all the information it needs on the new disk, as if it were the old one. We'll talk about this more next episode. We have a whole episode on NAS that's coming up. Mm-hmm. But that's the quickest side you need to know. SMR drives are RAID kryptonite, straight up. Um, they are so much slower. It can take up to 13 times the speed to do the, the rebuilding, quote, step, the replacing the original drive step in a RAID array. In that time, another drive could fail, and you would be absolutely screwed. <laughs> Didn't our good friend Mr. Techtips have a video about this? Yes, he has done an episode on it. It's from nine months ago. So we will be linking a Linus Tech Tips video if you want to learn more about this. Cool. Actually, they were so bad that there's a, there's a class action lawsuit uh, regarding Western Digital, one of the hard drive manufacturers, um, replacing their RAID slash NAS specific drive line with SMR drives and not telling anyone. Oh, geez. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? I love class action lawsuits. <laughs> 
I assume that people were really angry about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, God. For good reason. Again, like, if you store a lot of your data on a NAS and... Uh, and you lose it all. No, yeah, I'd be pissed, too. Don't and you lose it all because the thing you thought would take, like, seven hours took, like, 130 hours. Like, hey, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty mad. In fact, now that we've we've talked about that, let's move on to the kind of tears of hard drives that are out there. Not tears like crying. Tear hard drives do not cry. And if they do, you might want to contact your local Aperture Science representative. <laughs> tears as in rankings. So um, there are desktop drives. The usual thing you can get. Cheap. Not meant for 24-hour operation. Easy. Done. NAS-oriented drives, which mean they can run be run for far longer and have like vibrational sensors so they can be in a stack of more hard drives because it'll it'll like focus on dealing with the vibration problem vibration is bad for hard drives again i've explained how they work like platters read heads think about a record player you do not want to bounce your record player around you absolutely don't want to shake your hard drive while it's in use yeah no that would be awful especially considering the fact that when you shake your record player while it's playing a record the worst thing that you might get is the needle skipping hopefully not your record scratching um but the needle skipping i can't imagine that the needle skipping equivalent on a thing that holds all your data is a very good thing <laughs> yeah no i would not want to shake something that holds all my data no thank you but yeah they're also surveillance hard drives actually which are very similar to nas drives they are also made to run for 24 hours a day because you know surveillance but are also mm -hmm. optimized for writing to the drive because they're expected to do mostly just writing. Well, yeah, so surveillance. Yes. They're expected to record stuff, I assume. Yes, of course. And also the vibrational sensor thing. Really, you can interchange them as long as you're okay with like slower read speeds. Mm -hmm. There are also enterprise-grade drives, which if you can manage to find for a reasonable price, go for it. Or if you just have money to or if you burn. Or if you have money. Um, <laughs> I don't. They're better in, like, every way and have the same kind of features as NAS drives, if not more. In fact, Seagate's Exos line is actually their enterprise line, and for some reason, they've been cheaper than their equivalent of their NAS drives right now. It's interesting. It's really weird. I actually kind of want to grab one because I, I, I have a concern about some failure down, down, down south. No, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I, I, would, I would take advantage of that, too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's a whole bunch of hard drive info, but, like, what's bad about them we've already been over some of the stuff which is them generating more noise because it's moving parts uh and the instability as a result of being moving parts but there are some th other things worth knowing such as right so hard drives use like way more power than solid state drives again because moving parts they generate more noise period solid state drives are dead silent mm -hmm. oh also in general hard drives are hard to recover data from when say their like microcontroller fails a thing that lets it be a hard drive to your computer that would make sense yeah because then what are you supposed to access really right there are companies out there who do uh what are known as like like clean room data recovery which they can take apart your hard drive without fear of dust falling on it yes dust can kill your the internals of your hard drive do not open them there's a reason i said that earlier and there it is dust bad oh okay good to know yeah uh, in addition to that, they're not just vulnerable to vibration, they are just generally vulnerable to shock, like dropping. Don't drop your hard drive, especially not when it's powered on. That would be really bad. And especially don't play baseball with them. They don't, they're not aerodynamic. It's not worth it. I, I'm imagining that, and conceptually, the image of it in my head is really fun, but no, don't do it. Yeah. But despite all of this, we did say at the beginning of the episode and last episode that there are reasons for which you might want hard drives. And we do want to acknowledge some of those reasons now so that it doesn't just sound like we 
explained this information for no reason since they have so many downsides. I will say that, and Jade, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think the biggest draw of hard drives is for when you need mass storage at a cheap price. Because as we said last episode, they are cheaper than SSDs. And if you compare the price of an 8TB hard drive and an 8TB SSD, you would cry a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Reasons you might want a hard drive include, again, price to storage ratio. You can get way more for your book. Believe it or not, data recovery on an SSD is harder in failure than a, than a hard drive. That doesn't surprise me. That's fair. Actually, no, wait, it does. How? So solid state drives are... I don't want to say they're more complicated in a way, but they are. Solid state drives have a controller on them that determine how it actually, how your computer can talk to it, and then how the drive talks to the actual flash memory modules. Okay. If the controller goes bad, you have to source a new one and also tell it exactly how and where your data was stored on those chips. Oh no. Yeah, that does sound complicated. Yeah, it's... Again, this is a this is a naive way to put it, but I don't think it's wrong. Other concerns are that SSDs do have less write tolerance than a hard drive, mm -hmm. just because they are flash memory cells, and at some point you will. I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote say burn them out. Not exactly, but you know. Yeah, that's the probably the most the easiest well, way to. I mean, you can think of it more it. like how how rechargeable batteries stop being recharged. They just gain too much resistance. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. At that point, because we have like more and more multi-bit solutions for flash memory and solid state drives that that like ceiling of getting to where you you've gone too far and you're getting resistance too quickly is just getting closer and closer mm -hmm. so those are the main reasons yeah generally the way i think about it is if you have a lot of just sort of very large files that you would want to chuck somewhere for a very long period of time that's good for a hard drive <laughs> And depending on how much stuff you're trying to just store long-term, you might want to consider a NAS. And that is what we're going to talk about next episode. So that's all the time we have for you guys today. This was our second episode, episode covering hard drives. They do still have their uses, even though solid state drives are more and more kind of mainstream today. Um, every time I see the fact that I can get like something that's like eight terabytes for like less than a hundred dollars. I I want it so so deeply. Then again, for a very long time I have wanted to build my own NAS, so that is one of the big reasons that I'm very excited for next episode and the conversation we're going to have then. For now, I hope this was informational. And in the meantime, between now and next episode, you can catch us as always at our Instagram at TechBots Podcast, where we are live every Friday at 8 p.m. ET, barring emergencies. Or if you're interested in links to resources and stuff that we talked about this episode, including a video from our boy, Mr. Tech Tips, please feel free to check out our website, which is, Jay? Techthoughts.gay. Gay. <laughs> we are allowed to say because we are that. But yeah, uh, we will see you guys next week, and bye. Bye.